0: Welcome to the Tomahawk show. We have an outstanding episode here for you guys today. We're a little bit shorter. It's going to be about 30 minutes, but it's going yeah. to be nothing but hot takes hot and takes. hot action all day. Here we got latest NFL news, NBA all-star inspired talk and a little bit of Tomahawk Q&A and whatever else we wander off into during this 30 minute session. Yes. First of all, we're going to start right off the bat with some NFL headlines. Carson Wentz came out this week and said his injury won't change his style of play. Hawk, do you think that is legitimate? Should Uh, he change his style of play? Or should he keep doing what's made him one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL?
1: I I, I don't think it should change his style of play, but I honestly don't think he has a choice. I mean, coming back from injury, there's always like a time frame where you're just not the same guy. Like, it just takes you kind of cracking the seal. And I had this conversation with my nephews who are also football players and, and dealt with injuries. Like, I broke my ankle at one point in time. And, like, there was, like, a time frame where I just wasn't the same, not because I was trying to change my style or not because I was trying to be different. It's just a matter of you just have to go through it to where you feel more – you feel as confident as you used to and just, like, take little baby steps. But the more you put that off, the longer it takes to get back to normal. So I don't don't care if Carson says he's going to change his style or not. It's going to change, and there's going to be a period where he's probably not going to be the same Carson for a little bit, which is fine – but eventually he'll get back to who he was and what he was doing before he got hurt.
0: So I tore my ACL my junior year in college, and I'll never forget, seven months later, I was on the field. Actually, believe it or not, Cleveland Brown Stadium. My wow. senior year of college, we're playing Bowling Green, uh, the first game of the season. Matt. And I remember going on in that field, and I still didn't feel like I could even run. I did not feel right, but I knew that the only thing that was going to get me over that hump was going out there and just doing it. Because when you put yourself in that pressure packed situation where you got a guy that's across from you, that's trying to take your quarterback's head off and that's all you can think of. And you're in that moment in time where you're just focused on your steps and your assignment, the play and the guy you're going against, Uh you stop thinking about that knee and that's what you need. And really until he's able to go through three or four of those games where he's thinking about the coverage and the receivers and the throw and not that knee, he's not going to be back to the same player that he was before. But I think that's okay for him. Obviously being mobile is a big part of the game right now. But uh, I think the guy I think about when I think of Carson Wentz is Aaron Rodgers. He's a guy that has yeah. had a, such a great career and he's been able to do a lot of it with his feet. But I think, he's really sort of limited his top end because of the number of injuries he's had in his career. So I'm hoping that Carson can understand and learn when the right time is to take off. And those coaches in Philadelphia help uh, bring a scheme together for him that doesn't emphasize using his feet quite as much so he can really develop himself even a little bit more as a passer and use the running as sort of the oddball-type takeoff get that first down or the RPO when the the defense isn't expecting it and really hopefully be able to avoid those injuries that we've seen a guy like Aaron Rodgers have a bunch throughout his career.
1: I mean I think you're exactly right and I think more than anything it's like a weird like middle ground Carson has to you know balance because on one hand like you said you don't want to change what's made you a great quarterback and and what everybody has said like yo it's tough to play against this guy but on the other hand you don't want to jeopardize yourself and in, in your injury in your career by continually taking similar hits or, you know, scaring your team by being injured again. So, you know, I mean, I, I can remember when I was hurt, I would have to change things a little bit just because I'm like, OK, I can't do that the same way anymore. Like after a couple concussions, I'm not running into the middle blindly against Ray Lewis anymore. I'm I'll probably I'll probably go down a little quicker. I'll probably step out of bounds instead of take a hit from Paul Amalu or, you know, one of these big bad defensive players. So I think it's smart sometimes to change your game, understanding now with a little bit of wisdom that, you know, what the downside could be. I mean, you look at a guy like you. Tell You tell me as a big, bad no. offensive lineman, are, are you going to change your game at all coming back from your tricep injury?
0: So one thing that I think people on the outside don't realize is that you can learn to avoid injuries just the way you learn a playbook, just the way you learn your technique on the field to get your guy blocked or to catch a pass. Yeah, You start to understand – where the other 21 guys are around the field with you and you start to understand those vulnerable situations that you get yourself in based on the play and the technique and the defense Uh, for instance, a lot of times, like when I was on the backside of a run, and I would know that a lot of times when you're an offensive lineman on the backside of a run, you know that the ball carrier is a lot of times going to be getting tackled into the back of your legs, so what you got to remember to do is never keep both feet in the ground at the same time with straight legs. You never want to be caught in that position where you're trying to (laughs) squat your opponent off. You want to keep those feet moving, you want to keep your ankles and knees bent, so that if somebody does get tackled in the back of your legs, you're likely to be able to roll into it and your body can act as a shock absorber and you're not going to be breaking a leg or you're not going to be tearing your ACL. But those are things that over time, as you understand the game more, as you understand the plays and how your position fits in, you're able to learn those things and you're able to think about them during the play. Whereas when you're a rookie, your eyes are wide open and you're just trying to remember what the snap count Dude, is.
1: I mean, that's like, and we talked about this a little bit on Sims and Leftco podcast but you have to be – that's a Joe Thomas antidote. Like, you know how good you have to be to not only do your job against the other best players in the world, but also prevent yourself from injury because you know we're all <laughs> other 21 guys. No. Like, I couldn't do that. Like, my brother coaches football, and he coaches at the Division Two level, and he's coached at Division Three, And he always says, and it's so right, this is how you know the difference between guys who are good. So kids in high school, like – the reason why they go to play college football and, you know, there's some great ones who are Division One guys or whatever that looks like is because they do think that they don't have to think about, right? So there's certain linebackers who are playing high school football right now who want to play in the NFL, but it's not in the cards because they have to do things like, oh, I got to make sure I plant on my left foot because it's on the outside. <laughs> but when you're a freak athlete, like, you don't think about that kind of stuff. So now you're thinking about other things like... Uh-huh. I'm watching where that guard is pulling because I know he's going to tip me off to where the run play is going. Mm -hmm. And the better you are, the like more in advance you can think about things. So for I have never even met a player who is thinking like the level of I'm preventing injury. That's how easy what I'm doing is. That's how easy it is to block Terrell Suggs. Is that (laughs) all I'm thinking about is people not rolling up on my heels. That's
0: amazing. It's fun. One of the things that I really respect Brady about is the durability that he's played with. He's had basically one serious injury in his career when he's, He tore his ACL, but Uh um, if you watch him play, and one of the fun parts about watching him play is his awareness of the pass rush around him. He's always got his eyes downfield, but if you watch whenever he's about ready to leave the pocket, he'll give like a quick look over his shoulder just to see where everyone is because a lot of times those outside pass rushers, when they're rushing up the field, they go sort of behind his head where he can't see them anymore. So he's got to know the tendencies of those pass rushers, where they're going to end up, but also where the seven guys are in coverage and where his receivers are in relation to those players. But then even then, when he's ready to run or he's ready to move in the pocket, he's able to know sort of where they are, give them a quick peek. And even at his six point oh forty speed, he's able to (laughs) do enough maneuvering in the pocket to still keep his eyes downfield and throw strikes. It's pretty amazing. He does it as well as almost anybody that's ever played the game. I mean, it, it is
1: pretty amazing, but I would say he is not the highest paid quarterback. So... Yes. It can't, it can't be that amazing, Joe. Yeah. Speaking of uh,
2: quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, former Patriot, just yeah. got paid by the 49ers. I want to know players' contracts. Do you guys pay attention to your teammates' contracts? Is that something that comes up in the locker room?
1: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I know, guys, there's a certain player I'm not going to give him away, but he could probably recite you everybody's contract verbatim, the incentives, when they get money, and when they don't. Jeez. Like he, he is into agent. it. No, because he's trying to hedge his bet for what he gets. (laughs) So he watches literally everybody. But, yeah, we talk about it all the time. New money. That's
0: that's a great point, Hawk. Um, In the NFL, just like all the other sports, we get paid based on what our peers are getting paid. Exactly. That's why you're always watching those guys. And then when it's your time to come up into free agency, you're saying, well, hey, I'm better than this guy because of X, Y, and Z, and this Mm -hmm. is what he got. I'm 20% better than that, so I should be getting paid 20% more than him. So, really, that's one of the – uh, Lynchpins, if you look back to free agency and 30 years ago in the NFL, um, the players actually were the ones that demanded players contracts to be public because then they realize that, you know, Hey, I'm, let's say I'm Andrew Hawkins. I'm the best slot receiver in the NFL. I know that the best slot receiver or the the highest paid slot receiver in the NFL is playing for the 49ers and he's making 3 million a year. I need to be making more than that. But up until that point, the owners kept that secret. So nobody knew. So the owners could just lie to you and say, Oh yeah, the top of your position is making $1 Mm. million. So we'll pay 1.5 when really he knew because the owners all shared their information they were paying that guy $3 million, and there was really no way to really know where the market was when you're doing those negotiations. So, yeah, absolutely. That stuff comes up in the locker rooms all the time, and, and uh, not only from the NFL side of things, but uh, we watch NBA contracts. Yep. We watch Major League Baseball contracts, and I don't think the comparison's legitimate, but you still see a lot of guys, and you hear a lot of guys in the locker room complaining about, oh, Steph Curry's making $30 million and all this stuff, and uh, my argument is always, well yeah, he's worth it. He's worth that and more. So stop right. complaining. You're just a receiver or you you're just a lineman. <laughs> you can't have the influence on your team and your game uh, the way a, like a Steph Curry or a LeBron James does on his team in his game, not to mention there's 82 basketball games and there's only 16 NFL games. So it's simply, it's, it's just dollars and cents, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody in the NFL and we,
1: pro we sports, they look at each other and they, they know that stuff. You got to do it. There bad. was nobody clapping louder than Kirk cousins when Jimmy G <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got his was own going, Brinks
0: truck.
2: Amen.
1: Yes. I'm about to
0: get
2: 30% more than
1: that. Exactly. What about, what
2: about teammates? So you see a guy signs a big contract in free agency, and he gets on the field, and let's say he's a dud. You're like, I can't believe they paid this guy this much, and he sucks. Well, Joe might. I give him a round of applause. I give him a – you did it. You did always, it. Wow. You
1: did
0: it. You always want to get more out of the team than they get out of you. So exactly. when you're getting paid more than you're worth, everyone else is jealous of you. There, there's some guys that are really mad about it. But for the most part, when, when a player was able to get more money than he deserved, yes. the other players are going, good for you, man. Exactly. Because usually it's the other way around. Usually the team is getting a lot more out of you. But uh, a, an instance for the Browns this year, um, we signed Joel Batonio. And Kevin Zeitler this offseason. Two guys, two guards, the first and second highest paid guard in the NFL. But um, you're in the the meeting room, and everyone knows who's getting paid more, but they're both making a lot of money. And every play, they're looking at each other going, all right, hey, this guy's making more than me. Even though they're not saying it, you know they're thinking, oh, this guy, uh, he got paid more than me, but I'm playing better than him. Or, hey, he got paid less than me, so I better be playing better than him. So
1: it's competitive just like everything else. Exactly. It's funny because contracts, like you talk about it, and – I got a a story of how I got to Cleveland, actually. So I was a restricted free agent, and people who don't know, restricted free agents rarely, like, move teams because you'll get a tender, and it's, it's usually too high of a price tag for somebody to come and grab you. Um, but when I was in Cincinnati, my last year, and they loved me in Cincinnati. I was a fan favorite because my brother played there. He went to school there. Baby Hawk. I, I was Baby Hawk. And in you're Cincinnati. so good looking. Too, and I'm man. like, you were I, a heartthrob. My heartthrob, boyish good looks.
0: You were like a boy band good looks. Thrusted look me
1: to the top of everybody's, you know, watch <laughs> I the Hawk list. Calendar. Yeah, of course. It's on my <laughs> ceiling. So and I, and I love Cincinnati because I grew up a Bengals fan. So it was like a dream come true playing there. You know, so I was a restricted free agent, and they tendered me original round. How original round works is whatever round you were drafted in, that's what a team who signs you after you come to an agreement, they have to give up in order to take you away. So there's a second-round tender, and obviously second-round tenders, people don't want to give up second-rounders. There's a first-round tender just in case somebody is worth the second-round pick that, okay, now you have to give up a first round, but they also come with higher price tags. So I got tendered original round, and I forget what the price tag that came came with it was, but I was undrafted. So – Someone could negotiate with me and sign me away, and Cincinnati had the option to match, but that was it. The team wouldn't have to give up any compensation. So I can remember when I got tendered, I was mad because I'm like, dang, I wanted the second-round tender so I could make a little bit more money. Little did I know what was going to happen, so free agency comes, and I start getting calls from all these teams. I start talking to – like there was like 10 teams, and I'm like, yo, I'm I'm actually a free agent that I didn't plan to be. And the Browns, we, we came to an agreement of what my contract would be, and um, I never signed it, so I never signed the contract. And somebody, you know, it was leaked. I, I don't know who leaked it, uh, right? But it was leaked <laughs> that I, I was gonna I signed that I signed the this restricted deal with the Browns. And somehow from the Bengals, I forget who it was, but they came out and they were like, "We're matching it. Hawk is the, our guy. He's not going anywhere." Kind of thing. But I had never signed the paper. Like, so I never put my name to to ink. And then the next day when I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to sign it, whatever. And I forget who I talked to in the Browns, but I'm like, you know, hey, I appreciate it. Sounds like the the, the Bengals are going to match it. And it was, they were like, yeah, we'll see. And so by the time the contract <laughs> came in, there was like an extra $3 million Ooh, in good the for deal. You, and it was like structured to where like, it was like so player friendly and my like jaw just hit the floor and the only option would be you're like, like, where do I sign? <laughs> yeah, I signed it seventy six times, just to make sure <laughs> they you took seen a
2: picture of it, just so they yeah, <laughs> like pull it a off. picture oh, with this it. Wasn't Hawk. I
1: did the Colts thing you that they did with the new head that. coach, like with a today's paper, yeah. the contract, <laughs> like you're a hostage. my social like security of number, of <laughs> and you know it was it was too rich for the Bengals blood, man, and oh. that's how I ended up in in uh, Cleveland.
0: That's awesome, man. I, I remember that. Yeah, I it was, still remember that. Me too. And me it too. was all about like the poison pill. If you remember back to yep. uh, the Minnesota Vikings, when they signed Steve Hutchinson, they put something in his contract that if he plays more than four games in the state of Washington, he automatically becomes the highest paid player at his, <laughs> on his team. Wow. And at the time they had Walter Jones as a great left tackle who was making way more money than him. Uh, so there was no way that they could match it. And uh, really, that's how restricted free agency has gone since then, is everyone puts these little weird things in there that become almost impossible to match to screw them. But really, in the end, it's, it's player-friendly. It's good for the player. And uh, it gives them an opportunity to see free agency a little bit, uh,
1: even though they are still restricted. I love players getting their money. And maybe it won't be that way when I become a general manager. I'll be <laughs> be like, screw those players. <laughs> right. They don't deserve anything. Exactly. But right now I love to see players beat teams and just make all the money in the world and give them, you know, nothing. All right, so here we go. We got NBA All-Star this weekend. I'm actually – this is our first remote show for the Tomahawk. I'm actually in L.A.
2: He I was had, traded by the Cavs to L.A., just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were part of that big trade.
1: I was you? a part of the trade. Now I'm in mm-hmm. L.A., uh, half the Tomahawk show. Um, but let's, let's talk about NFL players who can hoop. I, I know – Joe, you ha- you played against a pretty big basketball player in high school, and I think from the story, the folk legend that I've heard is that it was toe-to-toe, and it was really the pivotal moment where you guys both in- started your trajectory, one in football and one in basketball. You want to give us a little bit of backstory yeah, to that?
0: So I would love to pretend that uh, I dominated LeBron on the basketball <laughs> court in high school, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll pretend that's what the, re- the real story is. But the real, real story is uh, – I was really tall when I was little, uh, six seven when yeah, I was too. fourteen. Yeah, yeah, we were both <laughs> six seven and fourteen, right. um, and so I played AU basketball. Thought maybe basketball was going to be my ticket to college. Turns out I got fat, and then I played football. But uh, <laughs> that's a different story. So, anyways, we ended up playing LeBron's team, which was the. Uh, I think they were called the Ohio Shooting Stars or something like that. Uh, he, for some reason, wasn't there that day, which is like a big disappointment oh, still to this day. On. So, unfortunately, I never was on the on the same wood floor with LeBron. But I did get to play against his team. They were they actually had a really good team. Um, they won all sorts of stuff. Uh, but I did get to see him play when he was like twelve or thirteen at the uh, Vegas. Big time. It was like the Adidas big time tournament at the time. And I remember going, even back then he was getting uh-huh. crowds of like 5,000 people and he was Duncan when we were like 13. It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, everyone knew in that gym, how many, that he was going to be a great player. And uh, so it was fun just growing up at that time with such a, generational talent and maybe the greatest player of all time. And I'll probably ask him about our, our uh, basketball game here when we have him on the show. Of
1: course. How many points did you drop against the Ohio Shooting Stars?
0: You know, I was a solid 10-10-5 guy. Yeah. I was 10 rebounds, uh, 10 points. And five and- fouls. Uh, yes, not five blocks, five fouls. <laughs> so uh, I was probably somewhere around there. They usually threw me out there to catch some offensive boards. And, which is uh, foul why you tackle. Which is why they thought, uh, you know what, if we beef this guy up, he might be able to play football, but he definitely can't play basketball. Sounds I had like a you couple... should have been on
1: the cover of Sports Illustrated instead of LeBron. Exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah, he stole my thunder. If it weren't for
0: LeBron, I would have been the next He'd
1: LeBron. be the starting left tackle for the Browns, and you'd be <laughs> the king of Cleveland yeah. on the Cavs. That'd be amazing. Do you know any other basketball players? Because I, I had A.J. Green in Cincinnati. Oh. We, we would have, like, these shooting games in Cincinnati. They had a court, which was pretty cool, um, but they had a basketball court, and we would play this game called 50. Now, how 50 works is everybody's at the three-point line, you know, and you take turns shooting. If I make it, it's 10 points on the board. Mm. If Andy Dalton makes it, it's 10 points on the board, so that makes 20. And if A.J. shoots next and he misses, now he gets those 20 points. And every time you get to 50 – you're out of the game. So we would have these games where there would be, like, 20 guys in oh, there. Wow. And it would usually be the receivers. We would play almost every day, like, multiple times a day after OTAs for, like, literally four or five hours. Mm-hmm. So Marvin Jones was pretty good. Um, but A.J., I kid you not, man, I never even told him this because I'm a hater, but I would watch this dude, and he would literally go – game. Like he would put up 50 shots and maybe miss five of them from three points. Oh, my goodness. Like, it would really? be games where he would say, this whole game, I'm just going to bank it. And he would just bank every single shot. And he would win one – probably he would win probably four out of five games. Wow. Like unless somebody got like a fluke streak and beat him. But he would make it literally almost every time. And then after the game he would take the ball, run up to the hoop, and then put it through his legs and dunk it and walk out the gym. And I remember (laughs) thinking like, dude, you should be in the NBA. And he was like, I'm a football player, man. I just – Wow. I'm like, did you get any offers? He's like, I got offered by like Cincinnati – Oh. Syracuse, Kansas. Wow. Wow. He's the all-time leading point scorer in South Carolina. Really? Yeah, dude. Dang. He's the, like, I, I promise you, if he quit basketball now and worked for a year, he could play in the NBA. That's I, I honestly believe that. Do you have any guys you play yeah. with that are good at hoops? You know,
0: it's funny you said that. I would say about 90% of basketball players are wannabe NBA – or, sorry, of NFL players are wannabe basketball players because – Almost all of us grew up playing hoops, and that was like everyone's first love because usually you don't start playing football till like middle school or high school. Uh-huh. Uh, but everyone starts playing basketball when they're seven, eight years old. And usually if you're a good athlete, you're going to be pr- one of the better players on your team in basketball. So right. uh, there's a lot of guys that like to play basketball in the offseason to stay in shape. And, uh, you know, Terrell Suggs did that and tore his Achilles tendon a few years back. So it might not be the best idea ever, but, uh, and, and definitely the GMs and the owners don't really like it, but there's a ton of guys, especially the skill guys that'll play basketball four or five days a week, just to stay in shape in the yeah. offseason. Uh, but one guy I'm going to name that's actually a really, really good basketball player, uh, is Derek Anderson. He's the backup quarterback. Really? Yeah. For the Carolina Panthers. There's a lot of good ba- uh, NFL players that are good basketball players, but, Derek was Mr. Basketball in Oregon and Mr. Football. And he oh, has got wow. an unbelievable three-point shot. He's like, he's like uh, Detlift Shrimp. If you guys remember that Detlef guy in the 90s, he's Detlef. like 6'6, oh, and he just drains cut. threes all day.
1: Yeah. So uh, Derek
0: Anderson will be my guy that nobody would think that's actually a really good
1: basketball player. Oh, you know who else? I feel like we talk about this guy every show. Ooh, Josh,
0: McCown. Josh, Josh McCown. Josh McCown. Yes, absolutely. Dude. He's another really good good basketball he player. He is so
1: nice at basketball. Yeah. Like I've seen him play in charity games where he drops like 20, I'm talking dunks, three-pointers, crossing yeah. people up. Like, And he's like 6'5", so it makes sense. I mean, yeah. he is like 45 now, so he's <laughs> not as nimble as he used to be. More Shout three-pointers, out to less defense. Yeah.
2: See, I hear you say Derek Anderson, and that surprises me because I thought his best sport was golf. He's like a scratch golfer. He's a really good
0: golfer, too. Yeah, he's a great athlete. I mean, there's a lot of football players that are really good athletes, obviously, that have a lot of other sports they're really good at. I mean, Tony Romo, everyone knows he's a great golfer. But uh, I think if you just picked five random guys off uh, any NFL team, I would say they could probably compete pretty good against... Any college basketball team because most of these guys are just really good athletes. That's amazing.
2: Well, speaking of picking five guys, the NBA did something special this year. They did the all-star draft. They had Team LeBron, they had Team Steph Curry, uh-huh. and they drafted the all-star roster. Let's do something here with you two. Put you guys on opposite sides and have you draft an N- NFL
1: all-star team. I guess for football, we're just still football players, right? Still- They're football players playing
0: football, right? So we're five, five on five football. Tackle?
1: We'll go, yeah, we'll go one quarterback apiece. We both get two offensive guys and two defensive guys. Mm -hmm. Who gets the first pick?
2: Joe gets the first pick, but Hawk gets two and three. Mm -hmm. Oh, I
1: like it. A little trade-up. All Thanks, right. NFD. Y-
0: even before you told me that story, you're, you're not going to believe it. I'm proving it to NFD right now that I wrote A.J. Green down. And now that you told me he's such a great player, he's
1: going to be But we're not doing pick. basketball. We're not doing basketball. So it's not basketball. Oh, I we're can't f- listen very well. That's f- what my wife we're says. Five, we're we 5 right. You're drafting five. an I'm NFL still, all-star team. I'm yeah. still
0: picking A.J. Green as my number one football pick here. Okay. the number, number one I think, overall pick. You know, the, w- the way I look at it is wow. um, if we're playing tackle football, Five Uh dudes. You want somebody who's really fast, who can catch the ball, who can elevate over people. And I think A.J. Green's the exact type of player you'd want in a five-on-five tackle football game. Okay. I'm going to go. Think turkey bowl. All
1: right. I'm going with the second second overall pick. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, good choice. Yeah. And then for number three, my second pick, third overall, I am going to go Jalen Ramsey. From the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you're up. Why?
2: Give me well, the why.
1: Because he's B- going to shut down A.J. Green. Because he's shut too down. short, man. A.J.'s
2: jumping right over the J- top
1: of Jalen Ramsey's 6'2". 2. All
0: day. Yeah, and A.J.'s like 6'9".
1: I love A.J. He's one of my best friends, but I'm <laughs> telling you. Jalen that boy got he got piss and vinegar in him. I've been around him. <laughs> Trust me. All right.
0: Okay, cool. Well, all right. So now right. you, you're So pick. now I get the next two or No, you get one. one. Now we go, you back go back, back and and forth. Forth. You right. go back and forth. Russell Wilson's my quarterback. I think ah, I like if that. if you got that much space, think Turkey Bowl 5 on 5, you got tons of field, you want a quarterback that's great at throwing but also can run and make people miss.
1: So I like Russell Wilson. Okay. So I'm I'm going with with my next pick, I am picking Give me Odell Beckham. Oh, that's a good choice. But like he's I, injured, so No, no, he's healthy. One. We're going healthy. <laughs> <The> healthy OBJ? <laughs> healthy. Although OBJ. I did see him in
0: the Super Bowl commercial, he looked pretty healthy when yeah. he was mingling with uh with Greco pay, uh Eli Manning and Greco. <laughs>
1: that's Greco's commercial. OBJ yeah. was just The, the Greco commercial. Exactly. Greco's another guy who comes up every yeah. episode.
0: <laughs> you know, unfortunately for Greco, I don't think he's getting picked first for basketball. No, no. offense, John. No. All right, so okay, my third one here is going to be Patrick Peterson. You got to have a cornerback that's big and physical that can tackle but also cover oh, man. Oh man,
1: OBJ might give Peterson a long day. But I, I I'm not so. going to argue. He's it. too little. All right. So for my next pick, I am going with. I'm going to go defense again, and I'm going to go with Khalil Mack, a guy who can hit and run.
0: Yeah, but who's he going to cover?
1: The bad, bad choice. It he's not covering anybody. <laughs> yeah, yes, he's going to sack your quarterback.
0: <laughs> There's nobody blocking him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, your, yeah, you could have drafted a that's lineman. That's your dumb fault for not picking a, li- a lineman. He does have one open <laughs> offensive so spot left. Interesting strategy. Do yeah. you go with a guy that catches the ball now? Or what a do blocker? you do? Because that's going right. to determine my last pick. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going Gronk because he could block him for a half account, and okay. then he's going to peel off into the flat, catch the ball, and run over all your little ass cornerbacks you got in the backfield.
1: Okay. So you have. You All got right. one more defensive player, or so, offensive player. Huh? I get an offense, and he gets yep. a defense. All yep. right, my offensive guy, I'm going with A-Rod. I have A-Rod. I have OBJ. I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. Run. Ooh, he can run it. Good. He can catch it. That's a good decision. Yeah. and he's, uh, Nobody's
0: going to run the ball in the turkey bowl, though. Come on, man. It depends. On, <laughs> if you go uh, corner,
1: we're running through your shit. Yeah. Here,
0: listen to this one. This team is so much better than yours. By no the way! way. <laughs> I've got Cam Chancellor, number five. He can cover. Uh, he, he can can't hit.
1: Cover Are Alvin Kamara.
0: Well, he doesn't have to. I got Patrick Peterson. He's covering OBJ. And Russell. Well, I got all five of them on the field, right? So it's <laughs> it's I I got Gronk. I got AJ. They can cover one of those guys. I don't uh, know. To recap I'm, the
2: teams. I'm, all right. Joe's got Russell Wilson, AJ Green, Gronk, Patrick Peterson, and Cam Chancellor. That's a good team.
0: That's awesome. Hawks man. got Aaron Rodgers.
2: Aaron Rodgers, Odell Beckham, Alvin Kamara, Jalen Ramsey, and Khalil Mack. Ooh. We want you guys to hashtag Tomahawk. Come Let on, Let us know who has the better team and yeah. why. Who's going to win five-on-five five football? Remember, you got to put Aaron Rodgers out
1: there to play defense, by the way. So I'm with it. I don't it. think you thought He's of that t- yet. What do you mean? He's just as, as, as athletic as Russell Wilson. Except yeah. he's bigger.
0: Ru- have you seen Russell truck people? Russell's big and strong, that was man. He's a from commercial. Wisconsin. No, he's been eating cheese curds and drinking beer since he was in <laughs> Wisconsin. So he, he <laughs> he's can handle that, man. He's ready now. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's no way that A-Rod covers any of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked Joe didn't give any lineman love and take any lineman. at all. <laughs> I, mean, I was going take a to. Lineman, we can't run. But you got a black Khalil Mack. You can't bring. Yeah, but no one's we're one's just going to cool throw the mind. ball
0: quicker. I, first of all, Russell made Khalil miss one-on-one. Second of oh all, all we need is a half a second to get the ball to Gronk, and your little guys in the back end are going to get steamrolled.
1: I should have picked all two way players. Patrick Peterson is a great pick because he can also See? play offense. Yes,
0: he can play so offense. So I'll give you that. Play one. Defense. And he's a big corner, so he can handle those bigger guys. Yeah. All I'll right. So, anyways, one. why don't you go on the uh, Tomahawk Reddit page and tell us whose team is better in five on five Turkey Bowl? Yes. Or you can just hashtag Tomahawk. Uh, let's hear some questions, NFT. All
2: right. We got one here from Reddit from I am Squeeb. What is your favorite winter Olympic sport, and what Olympic sport would you have your best chance of getting a gold medal at?
1: Um, I for me it have to be have to be bobsled, right? Bobsled's pretty fun. Yeah, as your
2: favorite or what you'd be best at?
1: Um, I, it'd be, it's definitely what I'd be best at. My favorite is probably <laughs> curling.
0: Really? A big curling fan. Big you curling. You should come fan. to Wisconsin with me, man. Seems really they easy. love curling up there. There's there's actually I'm not I'm not kidding you. In Madison, Wisconsin, there is curling ice arenas that you can go to on like wow. Friday and Saturday night, and it's like a big thing. They got beer; you can drink beer, you curl, you have fun. Everybody's happy, dude. I'm it's coming. a great place. It's going to do it. We're man. doing
2: a
1: Tomahawk show from Wisconsin, and we're curling.
2: Yes, dude, now, that would be so fun. We're doing is the it. only reason you think you're going to be good at bobsledding, Hawk, because of the movie Cool Runnings, because they Absolutely. said all the sprinters are good. That's the only reason why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I watched. I actually showed my son that movie two days ago. Oh my gosh, bro, he. Is he won't stop watching it and talking about it, dude? Does he
0: agree with me that that's the greatest sports movie of all time?
1: Yes, dude. He was like, (sighs) his his exact quote was like, "Dad, I always root for the USA, but I'm not gonna lie, I want Jamaica to win it. He wasn't Team Swiss. I'm like, man, no way, get out of here. (laughs) He said what? (laughs) He wasn't Team Swiss. No, he wasn't. He doesn't like the Germans. No way. He's he's USA or he's. He was all, he was all in, in Jamaica oh, that's Jamaica great. we got our Bob team
0: what a great movie by the way Slade uh magazine slate magazine was ragging on uh the Jamaican bobsledders this week, and I had to put them in their place on Did Twitter. Did so, They said yeah. it was not a cult classic. And, oh, and not God. only that, they said it it sucks, basically. If, <laughs> if you read the article, they said the movie sucks, which was highly offensive. I tried to get them censored imagine. and blocked, but uh, Twitter doesn't listen to me very much. Right
2: before we started the show, Joe was in the mirror going, I see pride. I see power. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get that on video. Secretly not. So,
0: That's all right, my, my favorite Winter Olympic sport is probably short track speed skating. I love watching those guys go around that little ice rink and there's so many crashes. It's a physical sport. It takes a lot of endurance. It takes speed and strength and uh, strategy. So for me watching short track speed skating, Apollo Anton Ono made me fall in love with the sport and uh, I'll never ah, okay. miss it. So, all right, but the the winter sport that I think I would actually be good at is the biathlon. Now that's the one where you do the cross country skiing and it takes a little endurance, which I'm not very good at, so I would have to uh, do a lot of training for that. But then you you stop and you shoot at a target. And uh, I think my hunting background growing up in Wisconsin would uh, really carry over well with the, the cross-country skiing and the shooting at target. If I didn't throw up all over my gun in the middle of the cross-country ski, I think I could probably knock some of those targets down. And so
1: it's either going to go really bad or really well. Yeah, for that's you. right. I like it. I all right, like what's it. the next one? We have a
2: Twitter question from at Moho Disco. Moho
1: Disco in the house. Was
2: wondering if you could tell a story about the craziest visitor locker room you have ever seen.
1: Ah, man.
2: Mm. Did they pink, pink, paint the walls pink? In Iowa they did Did you, were you, a,
1: did you go to the pink locker room?
0: Yeah, in in Iowa, um, when I was in college, they painted everything pink all the way down to like the paper towel dispensers and everything. <laughs> uh, but the funny thing was, I was in the Iowa locker room before they remodeled it, and it was like an old high school gym. It was the tiny little black gridded lockers that were just crappy, and like uh-huh. a wooden bench that was bolted into the ground. Um, and that was intimidating. When that whole thing was pink, Like that was that was tough to handle. But when they remodeled the locker room, they screwed up, and they made the locker room really nice, like like an <laughs> NFL locker room. So everyone walked in and were like, wow, this pink locker room's really nice. And all of a sudden, they uh, they didn't mind the pink quite as much. Just so like that, that was a screw-up on Iowa's part. So more quality. Um, yeah, but I would say the locker room for me that's the most crappy and craziest is uh, – Probably in Oakland. I, I was going to say
1: Oakland is this horrible.
0: Oakland is is like this tiny little locker room that only has I think it only has like two bathroom stalls for yep. like hundred <laughs> and fifty people. And before everyone, a game, everyone, everyone has to the go body, has the <laughs> the the, the yes. bubble guts because everyone's yes. nervous as hell. Yes, yeah. So line out really the door. Ugly, and there's like four. There's literally like four shower heads. And they have to set up part of the training room in the bathroom, like where people are showering and stuff, because there's just not any space for the training room because it's it was really made as like a baseball stadium, I think. So yeah, and not to mention that there's like rats. You see rats running around. It's disgusting. And and like the the water when it rains, like leaks down into the locker room. It's pretty rough. Uh, It's definitely up there as as one of the worst locker rooms that I've ever been in.
2: Well, you mentioned going potty. That was a big story at the end of the last episode. Uh, Everyone go back go, and check are it we out. Going here again. Hawk
0: does not want us to are go we, there. have to drop my mic offended. and walk <laughs> out of the studio. Everyone go back and check it
2: out if you missed <laughs> yeah. it. But we had one more tw- question from Twitter from @MacEversmith in relation to the story. Mm. He said, "Why did no one ask how did he wipe?"
1: Man. <laughs> I mean, I was did already go so there? my my jaw was already on the table. For anyone who doesn't know the reference, you got to go back. Blush. Listen to the ha- last episode. You can just listen to the last 10 minutes. Um, you're gonna need to take a shower afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and and well, then, but that is a, that is a very good question. I
0: think the the reason was because he had a very heavy corn dinner the night before, and he didn't have anything to wipe.
1: Let's yeah. just leave it. <laughs> okay, All so right. we in this episode? Like we did. Yeah, that's <laughs> a wrap for uh, Tomahawk today, <laughs> right? But uh, you know what? W- one more th- one more thing as far as the uh, what were we talking about? Visiting locker rooms. Uh, yeah, Visiting football. Rooms. I don't know. So podcasts. I don't know. Okay, so Oakland. I agree. Oakland was the worst NFL. Toledo actually has a horrible visiting locker room. It is, like, 100 square feet for college teams, which have, like, 177 players. Why do college teams have so many players? I don't know. But it is a horrible locker room, and it's super small. They've actually... May have remodeled it a little bit, but it's super small, and people hate playing there, which is why Toledo is the hardest stadium to play in. Oh, the glass which bowl, which was voted by dreaded. Time Magazine. If I'm Time quoting Magazine, that yeah,
0: I'm sure. Correctly, actually, you, so. you jogged my memory. I got one other stadium <laughs> locker room that's horrible, and the visitors. It's actually Buffalo. Uh, like, that stadium is super old and crappy. And and the, the water is always cold. The water is always cold. I was just going to say that. It's yeah. like they don't have a <laughs> they hot do water heater. That. Yeah, they don't have a hot water heater for the visitor's locker room. There's like two bathrooms. Right. The water is cold in the shower, like ice cold. And the septic, the, the sewer gets backed up into the locker room. So it the smell stinks. is so bad it actually makes people throw up. So the the visiting locker room attendant goes through with these like oversized... Uh, battery-powered Febreze-like uh, sprayers, <laughs> and they just walk through the locker room every ten minutes to try to cover up the sewage smell. <laughs> it's absolutely horrible, and uh, I think it definitely gives the Bills a little bit of an advantage because people hate playing there so yeah. much because the locker room is so crappy and old.
1: No, there's nothing worse than getting beat, getting in the shower, you, yeah. you smell sewage, and then you take a ice cold shower <laughs> after getting your head mm, kicked. Sounds in. a lot of fun. Right. Well. Listen, that's a wrap for today's short episode. And, and you know what? Today's episode was short because we have a treat coming for you in a couple of weeks. We're not going to tease it, but it is awesome and it out it outdoes every other podcast. But that does it for today. Thank you guys for listening. Listen, make sure you subscribe, rate five stars, tell all your family members to rate five stars, hit us up on Twitter with the hashtag Tomahawk with an H. We appreciate you coming out and uh, and hanging out with us again for another week. Dan. Till then, Joe hawk yourself. Joe hawk yourself.